Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. Man Kitley. I'm a clinical psychologist practicing here in San Francisco with me, my really good friend and colleague, uh, therapist Diana Chu. Diana, how are you? Hi. Uh, hi, Lee. It's a, it's a really weird episode that we have today because um, we recorded this um, already, and then we have technical difficulties, and we have to record it again. <laughs> yes, this is the... This is modern life right now, right? This is 2020 with technical issues. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, but we're, we're redoing this, the version 2.0. <laughs> um, yeah. But the topic is still very exciting. The topic is still, I'm going to introduce a topic first in Chinese. It's called the Yam Tonga episode, right? <laughs> so those who yes. don't speak Cantonese means drink the soup. Yes. Right. So today we're talking about Asian dad love. Yeah, I think maybe um, subconsciously it might be like so important that we have to do it twice. <laughs> I think so. I think the first time we discussed it, we we're kind of joking about it, but in, it like kind of throughout the conversation, it start to materialize into like a reflection on our childhood and our mm-hmm. values. Yeah, you know. So let's start with this. Uh, what's your favorite soup? Oh, my favorite soup is actually um, the the simplest one. Um, Water. With- no. Okay, no, like with uh, with juga, like pig leg. No, no, pig. Pig feet. No, pig feet. No, juga. That's yeah. pig feet. Yeah. Yeah, pig feet, and then like um, I don't know, like a, a bunch of like, uh, corn and carrots and <laughs> pear. I don't know, like that. You know, I, I, like I I don't know the the soup name of those things. Um, you just like you give it to me, I drink it, you know. Oh yeah, I I, I like to I like like fancy soup. I like you like um, fancy soup. A little, a little like a little fancy soup, like like dong chong chao or stuff like that. Oh wow, that's your fancy. Yeah, I'm more like you a light tong kind know? of person. Like I'm like the fancy <laughs> stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna drink it like all day, but like that's that's what gets me excited. <laughs> I like know? light tong. Oh, light tong's good. Light tong's yeah. dope. I like you talk to since I'm hungry. It's, okay, everybody, I'm hungry. That's what we're talking about. So we know, but every one thing that is common throughout all these soup and dishes is that it takes traditionally hours and hours to make. Yes, yeah, and I think can t- kind of touch upon this idea of like you know a lot of Asian parents they won't tell you they love you. No verbally, and they won't, you know, hug you per se. But you can. There's always soup, right? And I think that's how they express their love, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think we were talking about also about love language, right? About yes. like how love language is embodied in the act of pushing your child to drink soup all the time when it's available. Um, yeah. So one is like the act of service of like nagging uh, and also making it, and that's like something that it's uh, important for for the family. Yeah, I, I think in you know, Chinese culture, at least the one that I grew up in, acts of service is like the key, right? Whereas mm-hmm. you know, growing up here in America, there are. Um, you know, words of affirmation, there are physical touch, right? It's time spent together, right? The other good ones, I, I don't remember getting too much of that myself you know, growing up. And mm-hmm. I remember just kind of judging like my parents, like, hey, what, what are you doing? You know, I mean, like, you know, my friend over there has family time. They play board games together and we like, we drink soup and you bring me bowls of fruit from time to time. 
right? <laughs> well, gift giving is a very popular one. And I think there's a lot of Asian kids, they might feel disconnected to their parents because of this. Now, I don't think it's the a problem with the parents per se. I do think this is a acculturation challenge. What do you think? Hmm. I think like it's um it's important to understand that the cultural background become uh, um with the soup drinking culture because it's like passing about down to generations, right? And then with the assimilation that we have to do here in America, then it becomes like like struggle a uh, uh, kind of like a struggle on like how your younger generation accepting the love per se mm, yeah it definitely accepting the love and also uh, uh being able to read the love I, I i personally remember not being able to view soup drinking or offering soup uh or you know my mom taking doing my laundry per se as as love right mm. i always think that they just okay there it is they're doing parent things but i all my dad trying to teach me certain skills as a symbol of love i just find it incredibly annoying and i think that's also <laughs> why now i'm i still can't change a tire so yeah <laughs> because you don't want to accept the love and like that's why you're not changing it like a, a little it? bit of not being able to accept the love, a little bit about wanting to play video games all the time and wow. not want to be. Yeah, it's a combination of a lot of laziness. Okay. You know, it's not about them. It's just about me and my, <laughs> you know, my own uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I do recognize how much my parents love me and, and how much continue to love me. And it kind of manifests in these little acts and gifts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I work for a lot of Asian youth right now, youths right now that. Um, they acknowledge their parents love them, but they have a hard, they have a hard time feeling it. You know, mm. like they know it in their a hard head, time feeling it, but they feel like emotionally they're not making that connection. Yeah. So, what do you think mm-hmm. about that? Like the disconnect of like the mind and also the body. That's what ex- that's what you're saying, right? The mind knows that my parents love me, but I'm not feeling it in my body. So is it the child's fault that they are disconnected with their body or is it because um there's a need uh for the family or the parents to be able to express expresses their love in a way that the child could receive it? Hmm. I don't think it's anyone's fault per se, right? I, I think when we go into the fault zone, people become more defensive. But I do think, mm-hmm. um, so in situations like this, I blame it on acculturation. I'm blaming on that the family is experiencing acculturation stress and it's manifesting this way because the the parents grew up with a set of values in their home country and their children grow up with new kind of value in this country. And they literally have two different childhood experiences. Like, and that's just fact, right? Mm-hmm. So when that happens, though, you speak similar language, it, they don't really communicate similarly emotionally, right? Your norms are quite different. So I think it's a bit of both where the child might have to learn to speak the old language a little bit, Right and understand how love mm-hmm. is transferred, right? And also the newer, the older generation might benefit from understanding what, you know, living as an American uh, API looks like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like what more of think? a reflective way. Yeah. More of a like a reflective, reflective way of relationship. I think that's what we're missing sometimes about um, understanding 
the older generation and the older generation understanding the younger generation. Um, I'm just thinking about like when when we drink soup or receive soup as a child. Um, I'm wondering, Lee, are you going to do the same thing for your children? <laughs> you know, in, you know, in the future. I think so. I do think so. But I think my soup is so. My partner is Russian, right?、Mm-hmm. So, so maybe just like like borscht. We can borscht my kids. You know, we can they can have like you know tong one day and borscht next. I don't know, right? So and that's another thing, right? Like when you are in China, your your the 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 population is very homogenous. Right, everyone has a similar、mm-hmm. culture. And here in America, you know, your partner might not share the Asian culture that, like, that my partner shares the Asian culture I was grew up in. So, you know, it's a it's a, it's a mixture, it's a mixing pot for sure. And maybe the soup is also a mixing pot. The soup is a metaphor.、Mm. <laughs> But how about you? Are you making、yeah. soup for your kids? Actually, no. Two questions: one, are you making soup for your kids? And two, are you making them learn how to make soup? Ah,、oh, I think I will make soup. For my children,、um, my future children,、mm. um, because I think that's still like、um, uh, that's something that I enjoy, and I selfishly want them to like it as well. I think、um, because it's like a share common、um, language that I want them to learn.、Um, but at the same time, it's it's like will I will I what's the, what's your second question? Will I force them to? Oh yeah, well, not well. Well, to that—that's your interpretation. The word "force." I never use the word "force" there, but okay. Let's go with you. Will you force your kids to learn how to make soup? Uh, I would inspire them to learn. How to <laughs> okay, <make soup>. inspire. <laughs> so I think I think、um, actually my family,、um, even though I grew up in Hong Kong,、uh, I actually don't know how to make soup. I have even now. I will have to go to the the website or like go Google and see what how to make soup and buy the ingredients and stuff like that.、Um, I think there are other families uh, uh, or mothers or grandmothers who are very,、um, you know. Reflective about their soup making process and and、oh, like able、life. to pick up pull up different. Ingre- ingredients, you know, like and do that.、Um, I'm not at that level, so I don't know how much of a learning my children will be able to get from me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. disappointment well, right there. Soup、huh? is life. Soup is life. <laughs>、um, my, my family was from like Guangdong, which is like soup capital. It's the soupiest. Yeah. <laughs> so my parents grew up obsessive soup. Um,、mm. it's good. It's 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 delicious. Um. But I, but we, you kind of brought something earlier. You brought that you know. It, do the parents have to be more flexible? Do the child have to be more flexible? I think I think that also determines on age. Yeah. So again, I use myself as an example.、Um, my family was never、um, affectionate family, and we never really touch one another. No hugging, nothing.、Mm-hmm. And I think in high school, I realized that I'm I was physically bigger than my mother. Like I'm, I'm, I'm taller than her. I'm bigger than her. She's a tiny Asian woman, and I just figured that if I hug her, she can't really stop me, <laughs> right? So I just start out one day. I just start hugging her, and at first she was extremely uncomfortable. You know, she tried to fight me, but she couldn't because I'm again bigger than her. So she just kind of accept the hug, 
And every time I see her, I'll hug her. And every time I leave, I'll hug her. And about about like two months of that, she kind of start to anticipate it. So she, every time I you know leave, she just stands completely still. She knows it's coming. She froze. She just kind of froze. All right, and I just gave her a hug. You know, it's, it's a loving hug. I'm not assaulting my mom here. Okay, it's a loving embrace. Okay, and then. That went on for another three, four months, and she got used to it. She started to like it, all right? Mm-hmm. And then she started hugging me back. And then got my brother, who at this point is also now bigger than her, and we just kept doing that. And eventually, you know, this is a thing that we do. Um, and then my father kind of got jealous, and then I started hugging my father, mm. and then we just turned to a hugging family. It just, it just did that because I decided to bully my mom into a hug. It took wow. a course of like a year and a half, but you know, it's possible. So yeah. you just have to be bigger than your parents and then you can enforce your own hugging on them. <laughs> so it seems like you are enforcing some rules in your family when you're older and kind of like changing the way that you guys have been relate- relating in the past years. And that will take time, that takes transition, that takes determination. It takes. And also, I, I do understand it. I mean, as much as I'm joking here, there is this idea of um, being fearful of the new, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of immigrants that come here, one of the fears they have is um, losing their own cultural heritage. And it's it's a very, it's a serious threat, right? It does happen. I do not want to discount that. Yeah. And the thing about it is um, there is a difference between replacement and integration, Right, I'm 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 hoping my I'm helping my family integrate physical touch as affection. I'm not saying stop making soup, right? I'm mm-hmm. saying can we make soup? Give me a hug and then continue to make soup, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's a good distinction. Is mm-hmm. that something that um you strategically put in, or is it like a intrinsic thing that I was, I was in high school? I was just oh, bigger than you. Like that's that's it. That's the oh, okay. done. That process ends. I'm bigger than you. I'm gonna hug you now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's that like the intrinsic motivation of wanting to, um, you know, um, express love in a way in a physical way with your family. Yeah, because I mean, at that time, I was not interested in making soup, and I don't know how to make soup, and I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to peel like apples all day. So <laughs> yeah, I'm giving them a hug. You know, <laughs> they they will have to deal with it now. So, um, so Lee, you were yeah. talking about like physical touch, and then mm-hmm. like soup is more um, acts of service. There's, there, I want I want the listeners to also know about like the other um, love languages that is um, words of affirmation. Yes, words. That's of affirmation. a that's a very important one. I mean, and also not a common one in Asian cultures, right? Yeah. Um, and also, there's gift giving, gift giving, and time spent together time spent together so yeah. there are five of them like There's words of affirmation of gift giving time spent to get quality time mm-hmm. um and also physical touch and acts of services that's correct that's correct yeah. so so uh, culturally right you know heuristically if you will what are your like love language that you that, that you have like what's your love language my love right now language- Right now, my love language is actually um, physical touch as a primary. Uh-huh. Oh, really? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like the the second piece is also a gift as well. 
So a lot of massages, a lot of gifts. I like it. Yeah. Well,、uh, I think it's because like I grew up、um, with my family. They really try really hard to to incorporate physical touch.、Um, my my parents would have a rule that we will have to kiss each other、um, as a child, like on the cheek,、uh, before we leave. So that's like a rule. Do you like, still even do it? No, I don't do it anymore. At what age do you just decide that's not right for you? Yeah, like like when I'm like a teenager, I'm just like this is so.、No、yeah, no, I'm、right. I'm, I'm done. Thanks, mom. Done. <laughs> Thanks, dad.、Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, you can kiss like, yourself. Be- <laughs> because like of that rule, I think um、uh, the molding like of my you know way of receiving love is like there is some kind of physical um element to it. And、okay. having that little connection, yeah. Excellent. Um, do you imagine your、uh, love language would change as you age? Oh, I I don't think so. Really? Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I think I think there is like the,、um, I think it's hard to change it because、mm-hmm. um, I think love language is tied to、um, how you were. Were exposed to love. It could be either、um, that you exposed to that when you're a really young age, or、um, you did not have enough of that particular love language when you're in the in the young age, and then you kind of like wanting it more, desire it more when you're older. That's a so, good hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't think I, I think it will be difficult to change it, change your primary at least,、mm. but you could learn. To accommodate, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not sure about that. I, I, I definitely see your point there. I also think that love language has a lot to do with your nervous system, right?、Mm. The how your nervous system is soothed, and I think that's what kind of generates the feeling of love.、Um, and I do think it does change throughout one's life, right? You think、and、so? I, I do think so. Like I. I believe, at least for me, right? I mean, right now I'm all about that acts of service because you know I'm I'm tired of adulting sometimes, and if someone wants to do my laundry, I'd be awfully loving towards them, and it's fantastic, <laughs> right? And then I mean, I mean, also imagine as I get older,、um, time spent together will become. Increasingly important, and of、mm. course, if I'm younger, like thirteen, fourteen, right? Gifts giving is a huge thing, right?、Mm-hmm. So I, I do think it will, you know, shift. As I age, you know, so I don't know. I'll, I'll get back to you in about thirty years, and you know, yeah, we'll maybe thirty years. Like we'll see, because I I think like、um, my understanding of love language is that like if、um, the partner or like your family member or a friend、um, do the the act, right? Like like the five acts, right?、Um, and Even though when they do the five acts in a very normal way, you, your brain would prefer one, and like still think that like so. For example, for me, it will be like physical touch. It trumps the other ones.、Um, I see. That's how I see love language.、Um, so it's like oh, the brain is wired in a way where、um, the distance to understanding love with your Um, love language is shorter, and that's why you you feel more loved when、uh-huh. it's presented. And you're also looking for and the other the other side of things, right? And receptions、mm-hmm. of love, like、um, you're also looking for it. Your brain is、yeah. like kind of 
flat wire to kind of pick up those particular signals, right? Yeah. And I, I, I wonder if it's possible to try and train ourselves to open up those channels and accept all five kinds of love. That's possible. I think possible. so. Okay. Yeah, like in couples therapy, that's what you do. Like, oh, identify the other person's love language, and then you'll be able to see, oh, when they are doing this or saying that, that's me. They, that's their love language, and that's why they're primary. It's like okay. that, and then you learn from the other partner of their love language. I like it. I think a le- so. In conclusion, love is a, a component of kind of. Genetics, nervous system, biological, and also as a learned kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so almost like everything in psychology is nurture and environment, <laughs> right? Okay. With that said, I think we can wrap up here. Um, I do want to say to everybody, please, you know, drink your soup. Yum tong ah, yum tong ah. I see you in the next week. Bye.